Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome to another edition of the Lessons Learned from President-Elect Donald Trump Podcast. I am your amazed and celebrating host, Steve Cypress, along with my co-host, Mr. Everett Farnell. I have got to tell you, I am just, I really am legitimately stunned. I I mean, I I, uh, never did I think that the entrepreneur, the consummate entrepreneur would actually make I I really thought the politicians would be. Well, and I can't contain myself. The reason I'm celebrating here, it's nothing to do with politics. People that know me know I could give a flip about politics to me. This is and always was about pure economics 101. I love small business owners. I am a small business owner. I serve small business owners. And small business owners have been getting crushed and destroyed and killed for the last eight years by nonsense regulations, taxes, rules, this, that, whatever, all in the name of what bathroom people can use and who can do what and how you can't hurt a fish to build your factory and, and how you've got to help all the other countries in the world and give away all of our stuff and what and like. That's all coming crashing down, and now it's time to get back to what this economy is. You know, when, when the economy is working and this country is economically powerful, we can do all those things. We can bring in all the refugees and be nice to the whole world and defend the whole world, do all that kind of stuff, but it's the economy, stupid. And the number one reason I'm celebrating is regardless of all the good stuff Donald Trump is about to do, it's just the fact that as an entrepreneur, there's one of us in the White House, and already, as we're recording this, only a few days after the election, the world is starting to see, and they're going to see, who we are. They're going to see what an entrepreneur is, and not just from seeing a Shark Tank show where you don't, you don't see on the Shark Tank. You don't see Mark Cuban at, at work. You just see the entrepreneur. You don't see Richard Branson at work. You don't, you don't see Steve Jobs. Even the Steve Jobs movie didn't really show him at work. Actually tried to tear him down, of course, because those movies are made by liberals, anti-business people. But Donald Trump, I mean, what amazed me is he met with Paul Ryan, and Paul Ryan it was like a kid in a candy store, so excited. And, and the thing, the first thing he said was, you know, I just realized Donald Trump is like a man of action. I'm like, yeah, yeah no kidding. Dude, he's an entrepreneur. You are a lifetime, lifelong politician. Who doesn't know any men of action? You know men of unaction. You know men of delay and argument and, and debate and politics and political correctness and all the BS that is killing this country. And now, for the first time, you're going to see a guy you already have for 18 months, but now the world is going to see it straight up. A guy who works 18 hours a day, who watches every penny, who's all about the bottom line, who will bring in every single project or at least attempt to if he's not stopped by other people. Of course, he can't do everything himself, but he's going to bring in projects ahead of schedule and under budget, just like he did the election. How many times ever did we hear, oh, his fundraising is way behind? His well, so is mine. I'm an entrepreneur, and I guarantee <laughs> you that my fundraising is way behind any Fortune 500 company that I'm competing with, and that's what Trump was up against all the media all the, the establishment of both major political parties all of the kids of the world and all the uh, indoctrination that are being given on campuses and all that stuff. the sitting president the past president the, the one with the past presidential candidates regardless of any party for the 
the last 20 years, all against them. And the Clintons, just corrupt political machine, all coming down against In fact, even one of the Supreme Court justices came out was against them. I mean, everybody was against this guy. That's us. We're the entrepreneurs. Everything in the world is against us. Everyone, even the closest people to us, tell us all the time, you're crazy, that'll never work. Uh, hey, it's not working yet, you should give up. Well, are you spending money on that? Like, we don't have any money. Like, it's tough. we got to get going. Like... And here it is in all its glory, an entrepreneur is about to take the reins. He's already, I mean, on day one, he's gotten to work. On day one, Everett, I mean, anybody else in my lifetime, and, and you would think that wins an election after two years of grueling whatever, aren't they entitled, aren't they going to take one day off and go, hey, one day i got to celebrate and relax with my family? 5 a.m. Not if you're an entrepreneur. Already putting this thing together. Hey, I've got work to do. I'm flying to New York. I'm uh, watching. I'm meeting with these people. Then i got to do this. Then I'm meeting with that. i got to see this. I mean, he's got things to do, and the fact that there's 70-whatever days, 60 days to go, whatever, till he takes office, he's going to hit the ground running, and he's not going to stop. He said he never takes a vacation. You're going to see, for four years, the guy just works and works and works he's... and gets stuff done. The Philippines have already calmed down. Putin has already reached out and said that we have a long way to go, but we're looking forward to working with President-elect Trump. NAFTA is already, the, the people in NAFTA are, like, you know, opening up the negotiating tables to renegotiate. He's not even president yet. He's been the president-elect for, like, what, the, you know, a few hours, like a couple days. Everyone is reaching out. Every all the foreign dignitaries, even all the, all the, uh, I just, I could, I just love to see the eating crow of Obama in the White House when Trump came in for their 15-minute meeting and it stretched out, and then Trump was so typical Trump. He was a deal-maker after. He, he was. There's no reason now to punch him. There's no reason to hit him now that he's down and out. He's like, oh, you know, maybe I'll call on you for counsel in the future, and I look forward to, yeah, 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 sure. That's yeah, all good. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I'm about to, on day one, minute one, stomp out all the damage you have done to our economy and to our small business owners in particular. And, you know, I love the fact, didn't you love the fact, during the election, you know when I knew when the election was, when Trump was going to win, is when they announced, hey, you know what, the odds makers on the betting sites now have Trump three to one. Up three, oh, up seventy five percent chance to win, and then the stock market overnight, the futures were down six hundred. And I looked at my beautiful wife Michelle and I said, "Honey, it's over. That's all He's that matters." When people are betting their money on something, and because mm -hmm. she said, "Why? Why does the betting market matter more than what the experts all said?" I'm like, "Because that's people putting because their money." The okay, if you had to get all these holsters, and they all came out and said, "Hillary, this and that and whatever," and Trump, no chance, and he's down five points. And you said, "Really?" I'll tell you what, Joe Blow, your salary is going to make 500 grand next year. I'll tell you what, I will bet your, you want to bet your salary on who's going to win? You would tell me right now, Mr. Wolf Blitzer or anyone else on any of these shows, I will take your salary and will bet your salary right now on your prediction. And they would all yeah, have said, I am not making a prediction. They all would have yeah. said, I'm off, and we'll just see what happens. But bettors well, I mean, who are look, it, betting in the, the market and betting on, on betting sites, that's what matters. And so overnight, when the markets went down, it just reminded me of Brexit, of the panic, of like the uncertain, of like, ooh, ah, the people are speaking against the establishment. I guess the markets are tumbling, and yet... The very next day, what happened? All-time high. Oh, the market shot. shot for up the like Dow that. Jones Industrial. Yeah. All-time well, I mean, high for two look, days in a row. It, look, you know, it didn't take, it took them, I don't know, how long did it take? At least a week, a month, days, whatever. This took nothing. The very first day, businesses woke up, smacked themselves in the head and said, wait a minute, what are we talking about? All the investors said, holy crap, 
we just realized, what are we idiots? Everything We're Trump's going to do is by far the best thing could possibly happen for America and for the country and for the economy. Look, I, I mean, look, it, to, your, to your point about Wolf Blitzer not putting his money down, or any of, any of them for that matter, a guy I used to run around with named Donnie Harlan used to say, uh, he was a pool hustler, and he used to say that it's all practice until there's, it, it's all practice until there's money on Right. Uh, and, and so, just like you said, it, it's all practice, it's all theory, it's all bullshit until somebody puts their money out. And, um, That's right. You know, and, and, and now but, the money's but, on the line. Who put their money up on the? Uh, uh, who put their money up in the election? Who well, I'll give you a hint. Who didn't? Let me tell you who didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a couple that claimed that you know, 15 years before they were dead broke, and now by giving quote speeches, which actually is, of course, they were selling political favors. That by the way, yeah. these foreign governments are, don't they all want their money back? I mean, aren't they sitting there going, wait a minute, I didn't really pay that guy half a million dollars to hear him speak for 45 minutes. I want my $12 million back. You don't really think I donated to the Clinton Foundation because they do good charitable works. Holy crap, I can donate to 100 million better foundations and charities. Like, wait a minute, she's not going to be able to repay these favors. I want my money back. Oh, Those people, with all that money and all that everything they took in, and they're worth hundreds of millions. How much did they put into their own campaign? Likely nothing. Yeah, they put it, but nothing. nothing. So what do entrepreneurs do? Entrepreneurs, we put our time on the line. We put our money on the line. We put our reputation on the line. We put everything on the line every single day because we believe that what we're doing has value to other people. That's why we do it. That's what we do. And when we deliver that value, we get value in return. It That's is. what an entrepreneur does. We work and work and work and we sacrifice. And everyone listening to this, unless you've for some reason stumbled on here by mistake, everyone is a small business owner. You know I'm just describing you. That's what we do. We wake up and we work. We go to sleep and we work. On the weekends, we might be, you know, taking our kids to the soccer game, but we're thinking about work. And you Sunday night, we're bookkeeping and the payroll. And we're thinking about work and we're working and we're sacrificing. And anyone who's ever made out a payroll check and not paid themselves knows exactly what I'm talking about. We yes, sacrifice. And while we're doing it, by the way, we're not getting cheered on. Now, you do if you're our client. That's why people come to me. I have what is called a results group. I have a group of high-level entrepreneurs that even if they weren't high-level when they joined the group, they are now. And we get together, we celebrate each other. But otherwise, entrepreneurs are pretty lonely out there. Nobody's celebrating anything you're doing. Everyone's stomping all over you. People are amazed that Trump could put up with it and deal with it and handle it and stay in the race. Of course, every politician dropped out in the face of all that. But Trump's like, whatever, bring it on. I'm an entrepreneur. None of this stuff. He's been dealing with it for. He's been dealing with it. Oh, and how about when everyone would jump all over him for tweeting at three in the morning? You know, ooh, ah, whatever. That's right. He's an entrepreneur. He is eating, breathing, living, sleeping, awake, sleep any every second of the day. He's moving towards his goal. That's all he's thinking about. And the whole world, all the politicians, certainly, everyone watching, quote, politics, could not relate. They still can't. They're still, as we speak every night, they're riding in the streets. I'm like, really? Like, I'm pretty sure you had a chance to vote. Uh, you didn't show up for that. But now right, you're well, showing I mean, up to protest. Wow, I want a trophy. My person didn't win. You can imagine my, uh, my response to that. is uh, <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Well, uh, one response is whether you like it or not, whether you're happy or not, you're going to benefit. Trump is like the parent with the tough love. Like the, for eight years, American, especially the kids, have been crying out, I want candy, I want ice cream, I want candy, I want ice cream. And the politicians keep promising them, okay, free tuition. 
okay, you can go sit on Wall Street for six months and do nothing, even though you're unemployed, you can stop looking for work. And now on the campuses, oh, we'll give you counseling. We'll let you not take class for a day. We don't have to take any tests if you're traumatized. For months during the campaign, it was all about, oh, uh, you know, if somebody wrote Trump in chalk on the stairs on a campus, oh, that we, we have to send you to safe space. You can't, you know, all this coddling and all this BS and all this crap being is the weak parent that when the kid keeps crying for candy and ice cream every day, three meals a day, gives it to him. Well, look what you got. You got some pretty sick, overweight, unhealthy, unhappy kids who are now ill-equipped for the real world, and they're miserable, and they'll complain, and they're entitled, and whatever, because, hey, wait a minute, my mom and dad just gave me ice cream all the time growing up, and now that anything bad happened in the world, and I have to actually eat a piece of broccoli, I'm going to cry. Well, Trump is going to feed them broccoli and say, get to work. Now what's their excuse (laughs) going to be? Because there are going to be jobs coming out of the yin, and the economy is going to be booming under Trump, and now, oops, you can't just sit on your mom's couch and play video games all day complain that there were no jobs. Now you actually right. have to get to work. The good news is you're going to repay all your loans. A lot of you are going to wake up and realize, why do I even have to go to college in the first place? And kids are going to stop just going to college like I did. It was a mistake that I made, and it cost me seven years of my life. I went to undergrad and then to three more years of law school. What a colossal waste. I mean, just six and a half years of it at least was a waste. I could have done it like the, the brilliant ones, like Bill Gates and Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs, and he's what they go to college, <laughs> make some connections, meet some cool people, and then get the heck out of there and go do something. Then no, go do something. stay in it for seven years like a dimwad. But this is this nonsense people have been fed. Well, not anymore. When an entrepreneur's in, it's results-oriented. Right. This whole thing and now they're talking about, oh, you know, uh, uh, Veterans Day. Oh, So that's a reminder that the VA is a mess and whatever. Well, one reason is they're not allowed to fire anybody. What a ridiculous concept. What is going on? that we have a federal government that you just can't get fired almost no matter what. You can go in to the IRS. I mean, you can go into the Congress. When you work for the IRS, you can take the fifth and practically, in other words, admitting you're a criminal. And, of course, you still get paid. You don't lose your job. The IRS can can target people all over the place, and, and everyone comes out and says they're wrong, and they all still have their jobs. Like, the whole thing is a disaster. Trump is going to pinch every penny, get rid of all, trim all kinds of fat. I mean, of course, he's going to get pushback from everyone on both sides, but we've seen so far how that's no, going to stop him. But and if, I if can anybody, wait to see what an, how an entrepreneur goes in to the government. If anybody can make the deal, it's him. You know what I mean? If anybody is capable of putting together that well-worn-out political term, a coalition, uh, it's Trump. Well, he has so far. And also, you know, it's still like a a nasty secret that nobody wants to say that I've been saying from day one that Trump is the first independent candidate in my lifetime to be in the White House. He's neither a Democrat nor a Republican, of course, unless that in case for some bizarre reason that isn't crystal clear to everybody. They still think like, oh, but he has the Republican Congress on his side. He's not a Republican. So then they go, oh, but the Republicans are going to push back on him wanting a trillion dollars for infrastructure because it's ironic. That's what Obama wanted all the time. Exactly, because Trump is not a Republican. So some of the things he wants, the Democrats will be happy with. Some of the things he wants, the Republicans, whatever. He doesn't give a crap what party you want to call yourself. Have a nice day. You're either with me or against me. And he's going to, like he has been doing, he's going to continue to make deals. Always has, always will. Can't wait to see it. I agree with you. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. And as you said earlier, I am just excited and 
thrilled that we have an entrepreneur in there. Not only do I think that he will, what, what's the term uses, drain the swamp, basically tighten up a lot of the nonsense that's going on in government, but more importantly, just to have somebody in there who's one of us, finally, who has been so incredibly successful throughout his life. Yeah, I know he got a big loan from his father when he started out, but... Oh, look, you know, we so can what? talk all day, and I guess we have a lot of yeah. future episodes to do. We can talk about that all day. Sure, oh, he bullied people, and he... And he ba- went through bankruptcy and didn't yeah. pay his people and this and that. Whatever. The bottom line yeah, is he, there's a game to be played and he wins. He wins. Over and over and over he wins. And we finally got a guy in there who understands what it's like to be an entrepreneur, who understands what it's like to get up every morning and to eat only what you kill. And, uh, you know, when he built a huge, magnificent organization, uh, a wonderful, uh, uh, has his kids. I mean, look, anybody whose kids love him as much as, his, as those kids obviously love him. And, you and I have uh, have both heard Ivanka uh, speak, and years ago, and how highly she spoke of him then, and how highly she still speaks of him now, and Donald and, and his other. Yeah, friends. I've met a whole bunch of those Trump people and the Apprentice people, and Bill Rancic yeah. and the George Ross and everybody Ivanka says, Trump and everybody Gene talks Simmons about him like and, uh, and John Rich and all kinds of uh, you know Trump type people, and uh, and I know people that know him real well and work with him, and some have bad things to say, some have good things to say, but that's the bottom line. The bottom line is he's an entrepreneur, and we're going to move towards our goals, and we also know that it's up to us to go get them done. And I like what you said, we wake up every day in the jungle. You know, my nickname, the rhino, comes from that. The jungle comes from the book, Rhinoceros Success by Scott Alexander, uh, an ode to entrepreneurs, which says an entrepreneur wakes up every day in the jungle and has to hunt to eat, and also is being hunted and has to survive every single day. You just watch that for the last year and a half. You're going to watch it in case you don't think you think it's over. I mean, they're rioting in the streets. Every single minute of every day, this guy's fearing for his life, and, and he's a target for people figuratively and emotionally and physically. But that's the way it is. He's an entrepreneur, and he, he did not go through life like every other politician going, let's see how I can spend other people's money. He no, goes he, through life saying, how can I spend life. my money? He went through his life figuring out, how can I create value for other people? That's exactly right. How can I first give? And no, we've never seen that in the White House, no matter what these other, you know, anyone bleeding hearts or anyone wants to say, ooh, ah, you know, how nice other politicians, the ones are, who are you know, in office now or others have been. And not, no, nice is providing value first, and then we'll see if people believe it's value, then you get paid. If people right. don't, then you don't. And so just giving things to the whole world, which we've been doing for years with nothing in return, I predict we're not going to stop giving to the world. We're just going to stop getting nothing and getting crapped on in return. That's one of the right. core messages of Donald Trump, who doesn't say it articulately, but he'll just come out and say, NATO, they're not, clo- they're not paying their fair share. Maybe we ought to close it down. Oh, he's going to close down NATO. He's going to close down NATO. Oh, you know, they're moving their factories to Mexico. I'll tell you what, maybe we'll just charge them a 35% tariff. Oh, he's going to raise taxes and charge 35%. He's not going to do anything. Yeah, well, I mean, I love it. He's just said, I'm threatening to do it. Now you're going to wake up and get in line, and you're yeah, going exactly. to pay your fair share. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so to our listeners, sure, if this isn't the, uh, as our previous 32 episodes all contain a specific uh, lesson learned, we veered off that by design for this one topic. We said we certainly wanted to give our listeners and ourselves one celebratory episode to simply celebrate being an entrepreneur 
and seeing one of us in the White House, and I love the befuddled reactions of the entitled, political, nonsense, BS world of, hey, he's actually working. Hey, he actually underspent his all of his opponents and drowned them all. Hey, wait a minute, he's actually doing things efficiently. Hey, wait a minute, he's not just spending other people's money like it's nothing. Hey, he's not spending other people's time. Like, you know, another thing you heard him say was, well, Obama was campaigning. He ought to be back in the White House solving some of the problems we got. Like, it was, it's very foreign go. to an entrepreneur to say, like, I'm dilly-dallying and I got a lot of free time and I'm just taking it all off. Like, even the most successful entrepreneurs I know that all have systems in place. Heck, I named my company, my incorporation is called Successful Selling Systems. I'm a believer in systems. Why? Because when we put systems in place, it doesn't mean I therefore go to the beach for 18 hours a day. It means now I can do something else and get that done, and I can start another thing and another thing and another thing. And just like Trump, some work, some don't. Whatever, you move on. So move on. it's all Keep about going. getting things done, getting to work, watching the bottom line, and bringing things in ahead of schedule and under budget and continuing to value for other people no matter how much grief they give you, no matter how much grief anyone gives you. And we're celebrating that here on this episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. And just maybe the last word for me, I want to I want to tell our listeners that they are appreciated. They are appreciated for the fight that they fight every day. They're appreciated for me and for you. And after eight years of you didn't build that, uh, now it's time for us to do some really great things. Amen, brother. Thanks for being a loyal listener. You're about, you've been rewarded so far. We're just getting started. And thank you for being a fantastic co-host, Mr. Everett Farnell. The end of the What If how long is he going to stay in a race? Is this for real phase of the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast is officially over forever. And now we are into serious lessons to be learned from Donald Trump, and the whole world is about to see it. We'll be dissecting them and passing along to you here in the hopes that everybody puts some of these or all of these to use and small businesses, which are the backbone of America, rebound and take this country back to where it belongs, number one in the world. Here, here. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do, I guess. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going...